0: to the Esports Connected podcast. I am still your host, Megan Van Patten from the Esports Trade Association. Welcome, Kim Chester. Thank you for
1: joining us from Onward Play. It is so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. When I became a member, I just said, you know, this is an organization that I'm really going to dig into and love. The people in the esports community are the nicest people. I find almost even nicer than, um, you know, gaming and, and uh, AAA and all that. So I've been really enjoying the community that you guys have built. And thank you for having me on. Oh, we're so glad to have you. And it's, it is so, oh
0: my gosh, it, I'll, I'll never forget our call. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Do you think any of your members could use a recruiter? I'm like, yes. <laughs> soon as, you know, as soon as everything started to open up, I would imagine you are so oh, do you go
1: by recruiter? I should ask that. I do go by recruiter. I'm managing director, but um as far as our services, it's recruiting and staffing. We okay. also have some other higher level services um, with DNI strategy and, and some RPO and retained search from, for certain clients that need that. But yeah, recruiter, it's the industry term. Yes,
0: I mean, I I know you guys do have a lot of services and and I'd like to hear more about it. But first, let's just learn a little bit about you. How did you get here in esports and it's so great that you love the community.
1: Sure. So I am what they call a turnaround story. I grew up thinking the that video games maybe rotted out your brain or the people in high school that played it, they maybe weren't going to, you know, go very far in life cuz they played too many video games. I was in that camp for a long time. And then as I, you know, went to college and I saw there was game jams and people playing competitively in the dorm rooms and clubs forming at all the colleges. I said, there is something to this that, you know, a lot of adults are playing video games competitively. And so I was someone that got converted into the the dark side of video games. Not that, not that it's dark, but um, I did not grow up playing games, which is interesting. And now that I'm in it, I just see all the benefits that... Games have to your life not only as an entertainment, but for a lot of people, it replaces the need to watch a movie or a television show because it's like an art form and it's you know storytelling and it's competitive and it's a stress release and it's feel good and nostalgic if you know you're playing what you used to play growing up. So um, I'm all about games and esports now, and that's how I really got into it. is is on the sales side though. So I was staffing for tech and marketing and creative companies, and as we saw. The growth and the need for all these game studios and esports companies hiring, we dove into that niche and specialty and realized it's such a special place and a really nice, tight knit community. Um, so that's basically how I got started in all this.
0: Wow. Okay. So you grew up with the stigma, Kim's yeah. in the basement
1: yeah i I grew up thinking that people playing you know video games were stuck in their basement and um, you know addicted to it and they weren't learning anything from it. And I'd say my husband was one that turned it around for me. I've known him for now 13 years we were together a long time. And I saw how his, you know, experience watching esports or playing video games made him a stronger software engineer, and he became a self-taught coder, and then went off to go work at major corporations and ad agencies. Um, and you know, that was impressive to me. Like esports kind of catapulted this like STEM, you know, research inside of him, and he he went in that direction. So. Um, gaming has a lot of value to it, and um, you know I don't want people to ever discount esports or gaming because it's a great career path.
0: Wow! Well, that that that's really awesome to hear. You know your your full circle story, and <laughs> you are um, surely getting around in our community, and it's so it's so nice because um, I get I, 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 honestly I, oftentimes I get the first call when somebody's in a transition. Um, they call me and they want their email changed and it's just a very, it's just a shocking time for people and often and a great discovery time. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? What kind of, um, specialty, because it's some of the greatest members we have, I, I have two stories I can't wait to share with you, but I want to hear and learn more about you. And one is one time I had a call with a member that thought I was a recruiter and <laughs> I, <Help me> out. <laughs> oh my goodness. He like unloaded like his whole story because I was just listening and I couldn't interject to be like, do we have the right appointment? And he <laughs> said, oh my gosh you know, thanks for the practice. And I couldn't believe, you know, what, you know, he was sharing with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Recruiters are really, we're like therapists almost for these yes. candidates out there because as everyone likes to say in esports at the wild, wild west. And because on replay, we cover esports, VR, and gaming, we really see it all. And what happens is it's a talent-constrained market. The industry grew 20% over the pandemic. Everyone's moving their betting dollars to esports, their streaming watching hours to esports, everyone's buying the consoles that came out recently or the VR headsets that came out recently. And an interesting entertainment's really going in the direction of gaming. So because of that, there's a need at all these esports companies looking to grow, all these production and media companies looking to support esports business, and all these game studios to create their next IP in their games. So what's happened is our clients all flocked back to us and said, you know, we need to hire double of what we thought we would for the year. And and what's happening on the candidate side is they're all passive right now because they're happily working. They're possibly, you know, in a situation with golden handcuffs where they have nice equity where they're at and they don't want to leave or they have a promise of a nice career trajectory there they're not ready to make a jump so what happens with us is we're either poaching people actively doing head hunts out of specific esports leagues or teams or game studios or what happens, like you have experienced, is people will come to us under the table and say, "I'm quietly starting to look. There's some things at my job that I'm not super happy with, and I want to explore what else is out there." Like I know you have your foot in the door. A lot of these esports companies, like, who can you get me conversations with, so I could explore that. And we see that happening to us on the you know VP level down to the junior level. And I even just yesterday had um, a director from a major esports company. Company, you know, kind of offload on me all the pain points that are happening and I think there's pain points in eSports because it is a newer industry. So these you know, entrepreneurs that are running these leagues and these teams, or these vendors that are supporting esports—they're all just trying to figure it out as they go along. It's almost like you're laying the the tracks in the railroad as you're driving the train. So it's mm. a little bit of like, how do we become profitable, and how does this esports league get more fans, and how do we turn our esports team into its own like YouTube and streaming enterprise, but also a lifestyle brand? And there's so many parts to esports, right? So these companies have a big Big task. And what we're hearing from candidates is there's growing pain, pain points, and they're saying, maybe I should go elsewhere because because of these these, these issues. So we hear it all. And what's exciting about what we get to do is we not only talk to the client side and hear what the hiring manager's needs are, like, I have to grow my content team for my my esports company, and here's why. But then we also get to hear what the candidates and the talent out there in esports are saying, like, um, you know, I'm getting like a million recruiter requests every week in my inbox. Esports is booming, obviously, I have all these people reaching out. Where should I go? What should I do? What should be my next steps? So we really act also as consultants and therapists to our clients and candidates with their you know, growing pains and hiring needs.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. And, you know, it, it's so great to have you on the show so people can learn more. I personally have never had a recruiter. I've had recruiters. um you know, reach out to me, but I've always been kind of in the same industry doing the same thing. And my kind of position isn't really a jumper position. And it, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never had the experience. However, if I was early on my career, there would be absolutely no doubt. I would make a, um, a relationship with my lifetime recruiter You know, because you would learn all about me, my strengths and, and my challenges and help me find my home for, you know, 40 hours a week.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's a good amount of people out there that don't understand how hard it is to be a recruiter. We're we're picking needles and haystacks and matching them with great companies, Um, and especially in a talent shortage, it makes our job even harder. And that's why at Onward Play, luckily, my game recruiters that are experts in verticals like VR and AAA and indie and mobile and PC console and eSports we are well networked in these communities of people and on discord in the public slacks and in the Facebook and LinkedIn groups. And we really have an expansive outreach to this community. So it makes our job a little bit easier, but um, yeah, recruiters, um, they definitely have a tough time, but what's good about working with a recruiting agency is even if you tell them I really want to work for this esports company and that esports company, they're able to say, okay, well we're actually not in with one of those companies, but we could still present you over and try to get our three. Sure. And so even if a candidate of ours wants to go somewhere where we're not working with them, we'll still try to get them in because we have backdoor access and a lot of connections to these esports companies and what I've been hearing from junior candidates trying to break into esports and gaming is hey, I'm sending my resume into their, you know, careers or their jobs email application and it's not going anywhere and I'm like, oh well, I have direct hiring manager access and I'm like good friends with the director of talent acquisition in HR, like let me help you get in. And um, sometimes it's just about knowing the right people and networking yourself to the right people. And that means a lot of work on LinkedIn and Clubhouse and speaking up and joining and participating and and trying to get your foot in the door. Yeah.
0: So do you do any extra services like that at your company where you help um, candidate? I guess I, I guess I should ask this. A, what do you do for the candidate? And what's more your focus? Do you have larger corporate
1: accounts or are you more focused on custom candidates or is it everything?
0: Like who, you know-
1: yeah, it's really everything. So our clients span from like major multi-billion dollar AAA studios or big enterprises and esports all the way down to an esports startup or um, an indie studio that's you know trying to make a game and release it on Steam themselves and not go through publishers. So we we you know staff for both sides of the house. And as far as what we offer for our, our candidates, you know, we get to know them and, and qualify them over the phone and, and see their resume. And all of that is a free service. We're giving you consultation on how to improve your resume or certifications you can get in unity or unreal um, or, you know, in maybe the events arena, just so you could get your foot in the door or associations, just like this one where you can go and meet people and network and also add that to your resume. So it's like, Hey, I'm in the mix. I'm in the community and I'm part of it. So we'll be coaching of like how to position yourself the best way for hiring manager to say, Oh, wow, this is a great, interesting resume. Even if they don't have, five years at, you know, an esports team already. Um, They're really in the mix of the industry and they're part of it. And that shows on the resume. So we try to tell the best story on the resume that we can. And we'll also, you know, do whatever we can to help them, um, you know, maybe with their current job, if they have, um, you know, some pain points or things they want to ask us about, Um, we've helped, you know, some candidates, you know, help them with renegotiation conversations, and we're really there for all of their needs. And luckily, we're hands on, we're like texting with our candidates and on the phone and on email. So um, it's nice to build relationships with these people. And um, my husband is a big gamer. Like I told you, I, I, I get to like leave work. And at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I just talked to the guy who, you know, was the writer on Elder Scrolls. And I, you know, talked to the person that started this league and that league. And he's like, no way, they're my heroes. And it's really cool. The people that we're touching base with and talking to every day are major influencers and thought leaders and industry veterans in the esports and gaming world.
0: I've been surprised because I've been doing what I do for a really long time this year I have given more recommendations <laughs> than I ever have. Yeah, And um, what, what, what are you seeing with that? Because I mean, I've always given recommendations. I've taught college, I've been a volunteer, but mostly I've always been in association management. What's, what's with the recommendation, the character recommendations lately?
1: Oh, you mean like references, like people are calling you for reference check or asking you on LinkedIn? Oh my gosh.
0: I can't even believe how, how much. And I've also been asked like from members to give letter of recommendations. It's just been really more than ever.
1: I'll tell you why, because gaming and esports in general is a tight-knit community, and typically they don't want to let a ton of people into the tight knit community. It's like hard to get your foot in the door, and you really have to show up and prove that you're you're one of them. You're in the mix of gaming. You read all the gaming blogs and industry sites and you're on Metacritic and you know what's going on with the different tournaments and championships and esports, and you're aware and you're in the know. Like just show and prove that you're aware and you're in the know. It's good to have someone like you on their corner to write and say um, you know this person's great and I recommend them because in gaming it's a lot about who you know but I would say that's also from my a thousand foot view looking up here as a staffing partner not someone that's actually inside of an eSports company I'm seeing that that's also a downside to the industry because it's affecting DNI because we're not letting new people into the industry very easily. Mm. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to sing for your supper before we let you in. Mm. And um, it's it's tough to break your foot in the door to esports, that's for sure. Everyone wants to work in it, it's a sexy industry.
0: Mm. Interesting, interesting.
1: So tell me a little bit about what you do for
0: the corporate side. We've talked ab- about you know, yeah. our members because they, I know we've sent a lot of members your way and um whether they're thinking about um a career change or coming into esports or you know have unfortunate transitions um tell me about what you can do for our member companies
1: Sure, of course. So I work with a lot of startup esports companies up to major leagues that have been around for 10 plus years. And what we do is we partner with hiring managers. So whether that's C-level executives or the directors of HR, or talent acquisition or recruiters, maybe we'll partner with you know, the director of the production team or you know, the events or media team. We'll partner with these you know key hiring managers at corporations and we say, um you know how can we help you grow why are you having trouble finding a great candidate and typically we find that they're not trouble getting applications in to their jobs so when a major esports company or even a small esports company post that they need, you know, maybe a digital marketing manager or a Twitch, you know, content coordinator. They don't have a problem getting candidates in. They have a problem getting qualified candidates in that understand the space and can do the role. So that's where we jump in and we can offer our temp or our permanent, you know, services. So either we can help them with contractors, like we have a lot of esports companies that will use us to find them, you know, quick production managers or producers or content people or branding folks, um, video videographers, cinematographers that can edit um, you know anything that they need help with to run their esports operation, as well as the tech and creative side. And then they'll also say, you know, we have these uh, full-time positions that we need help filling. And, you know, we've been looking for three months or six months and we haven't found the right person. Um, Jump in there and and show us what you've got. And that's where we can really prove our chops and say, you know, we know the gaming and esports network and we have a lot of these candidates in our Rolodex. And um, we also have a nice pool of diverse candidates as well. We spend a lot of money on um, you know, d sourcing and doing the best we can for our esports clients to cast the widest net and show off their job openings to as many different diverse groups instead of just going to the esports community boards and just going to the esports Facebook and LinkedIn groups uh, where you're just gonna get the same kind of candidates cycled over and over in the industry.
0: Okay, very good. So I have another question. I've noticed in esports, you know, gaming, VR, um, and other and other industries, um, the you know companies using temps and people wanting it to be temps.
1: Tell me, tell me about that trend. So the rest of the world is on a temp gig economy um, contractor train and esports and gaming is over here and they're they're very behind. <laughs> um, and they're very behind that train of where the world is going because things in esports and gaming is so secretive and there's NBAs and they don't want engineers like leaking how they um you know put on their production for their esports tournament or how they build their next IP. They don't want those secrets to go out there to all the other studios and places. why the benefits in esports and gaming is typically pretty strong because they want to keep you there a long time. Um, And the rest of the world is on the gig economy train really because it takes the burden off of the company. So the company now doesn't have to worry about 401k, they don't have to worry about you know, all the benefits and the burden that takes and um, just kind of like the HR and onboarding requirements that taking on a new hire has. Also, if there's any churn and burn and you know maybe the candidate doesn't last long, you know they're not losing a ton of money because they onboarded someone full-time and they leave. So that's why a lot of um, other industries out there, e-commerce and fintech and the tech world and hospitality and like every industry you can think of is going in that direction. Um, and what's nice, about working with a staffing firm is that it's really easy for our clients to work with us on a temp, sorry, temp basis. They basically say, that's a great candidate. We want to take them on contract, maybe 40 hours a week, or maybe part-time 20 hours a week. And we give them a set pay rate for that candidate. And our markup is baked into that. But what our markup is covering is, you know, we take on the burden of the I-9 process and onboarding them and their benefits and 401k and continuing education reimbursement. And like, all the stuff that you would get as, you know, being a benefit of a full-time employee. We take that on for them and do all the work. So the time card payroll um so that's why you're seeing more people go to temp. It's just you can hire people faster. It's normally like shorter interview processes, which is nice. Um I am finding on esports and uh, you know there is a bit of temp work in the esports industry, but that's really around the events that are happening and any production that's happening. Right, it's not so much the people that are working in the corporate. Um, it's it's more around like the quick events that and they need to beef up their team to prepare for the event or to you know keep the event going.
0: Yes, because in the day, you know they used to you know we used to recruit like college students to do our um, our events, and a lot of companies still do it that way. But it's so much easier to use a staffing firm, you know, they come trained, they come ready, you know, they're set and they're, and they're, and they're go. So we are actually even considering using Onward Play for our event here in September. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that conversation continues, but, um, for me I'm I'm really looking forward to having that um, further discussion um, because for for us the experience of utilizing a professional team that will be at our event providing that concierge VIP experience um, not and I don't mean VIP as five star I just mean VIP that, Everybody feels like they belong. And every like when I, you know, am participating in event leadership, I treat everybody there like they're coming into my own home. Wow. And hospitality is so important for me. So um, I'm looking forward to furthering our discussions there because I just I just know um the work you've done and I've heard such great things about onward play. So we're really looking forward to uh, continuing those discussions. Um, hmm. What kind of parting advice do you have to, I would say, people looking for a job, people in transition, and corporations looking to hire?
1: Sure. So <laughs> that's a long winded question. <laughs> but um, I would say my parting advice for anyone trying to get into esports and gaming is. Be really aware of um, the DNI that's happening right now. Um, diversity and inclusion is something that's not going away. It's just going to be talked about more. And I think a lot of these esports leagues and gaming companies, um, you know, like right now for Pride Month, they're changing their, you know, um, logos to Rainbow. And there's a, a bigger awareness that's happening. So you as a candidate need to show that you have awareness. So if there is a diversity group for people in esports, join it on Discord and be a part of it. Even maybe if you're a white male, join it and be an ally and write that on your resume and say, I'm an ally, I attend the webinars and I donate and, and I care, you know, you have to show these companies that you're going to help their, you know, mission and their core values and add to their ethos and culture. Um, and it has to be like outside of just, you know, oh, I volunteer here. It has to be like, you have to show you care about d and um, And, you know, that's something I tell every candidate is like, what can you do to show that you're um, an inclusive person on your resume? And then also, um, you know, I would say, figure out what vertical or division in esports you want to get into. A lot of people will say, oh, I want to get into esports. Um, I play with my friends. You know, how do I jump into the industry? And you have to discover what it is about your talent and skill set. Or whatever you studied in college, or what you did after college, what about that can translate and apply to the esports and gaming industry? So, for example, um, like what vertical and division could you fit into? Maybe if I'm good at writing, I could go into you know content creation or um, creative direction. Um, or, you know, am I good at engineering or do I know how to kind of rally influencers together and I could be an influencer marketing, you know, manager, or am I good at sales? And I could be great at, you know, brand partnerships. Um, you know, there's just so many different like, um, aspects of gaming and esports that you can jump into. So try to figure out, um, you know, where you think you best fit in and then go after everything you can in that field. So join the discussions, join the associations, um, join the clubs and the groups, show up, attend. Um, you can build your resume that way. Well, I,
0: I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. And that, that's really, that's the best parting advice. Um, community and support and learning is just right. everything. I love, the, I love the values behind your company. Thank you. Um, from the bottom of my heart, for being a member and taking such great care of our corporations and our members, and just being such a a, a source of wisdom, we should have you on more often, just to talk like maybe quarterly about trends, yes. because it's just so important. And um, I, every time I talk to you, I could just talk to you, I could go on and on. And um, you know, I'm also just a huge advocate when. When our members call me in transition literally i had one yesterday and i could just hear at first her looking like i need a job but as she spoke what unveiled was what she might like to do instead and when we finished the conversation i just said do you want to know what you really said <laughs> The end of the day yesterday, she texted me and said, you know what? I just got an offer doing that, just making a couple of phone calls. And it was a complete, it it was a transition from needing a full-time job to consulting. And she texted me EOD yesterday and said, would you believe I got a consulting? Because, you know, I just listened to her and talked about, you know, or listened about what she, what really excites her regarding you know, what she was talking about, instead of hearing what's obituous, like, what have you done is interesting, but it doesn't mean that's who you are now and what you want to do. And, you know, it takes a lot to just be, I I can't imagine having your job. It's so important placing people in, in where they're going to spend most of their time and um, corporations, you know, the investment they're making. So yeah.
1: I mean our, our goal for the corporations is how do we find you the person that can fit the job? And I know you want in the job description this person to fit all 10 out of 10 things you're asking for, but it's unrealistic, and you're probably not going to find enough diverse candidates by doing it that way either. So, you know, what's the most critical? And then we try to match what's the most critical things they need for their job, but also say, how can we find you someone that's a culture ad instead of just a culture fit? Because there is a bro culture in esports and um um, part of my job in staffing is to be an industry disruptor and say, I'm going to bring d to esports and I'm going to do it and it's going to be a long road, but um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks
0: for being on the show. Kim Schatzer from Onward Play, and I hope to see you in Chicago uh, September 12th through 15th. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye, Kim.